Welcome to the Ken Hill Podcast. Wow, I appreciate everybody taking the time to uh, to tune in and listen, and I appreciate the people that have written in and told me about their experiences um, with how things are working um, by listening to the podcast. So it's very, very motivating, and I uh, very much appreciate it. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's kind of jump into a little bit of housekeeping uh, here, which is one. I apologize for taking so long uh, for this pod, you know, bring another, get another podcast out, and as as much as I enjoy doing them, you know, behind the scenes, there is a lot that goes on uh, to um, get these done for you in the way that I want them to be done. Because, I mean, it'd be super easy to just do a podcast where I sit there and talk, um, bring a guest in and talk for an hour and a half. And then guess what? You actually aren't, you just don't get anything done, right? You listen, it takes you three days to listen to the thing. And, you know, that's uh, not what I want to do, right? I want to give you something that you can actually go do and execute and, and figure out why. And be able to share this uh, this bitch and sport. That's why they do take longer sometimes. It's because I am trying to get my message uh, very very pointed instead of having a podcast where you get 25 minutes in and I haven't even talked about shit. So this podcast, um, you know, why and how riding a dirt bike can help you in your riding. Um, first of all, oh my gosh, dirt bikes are so much fun. They're so much fun. I'm going to preface this with with you know why are we going to ride a dirt bike and how is that going to make you a better rider no matter what riding you do. And, and it's it's being able to, to practice in an environment that has less grip. That's that's it. That's it. Now I want to I want to go backwards a little bit, which is talking about more about our sport. Realizing that if you want to get good in the sport, and good means having a pathway for whatever your individual success looks like, right? Whatever your individual goal is, to achieve that success you have to train, you have to practice, or you're just going to be that same rider. And then you're going to have these, these, these pitfalls and these, these mistakes and a very difficult, arduous learning curve. And instead of having something that, that, um, continues to, to build. And I think that's something that we need to recognize, especially in our sport. We, we don't spend enough time getting good in this, this freaking environment that we have now where, you know, you go on YouTube and you watch everybody perfecting everything or having a personal best. And, you know, if you go for a bicycle ride, you don't meet your best Strava segment or go to the gym and do whatever at your personal best, you feel like you're a failure. No, it's complete and utter bullshit. To get great at something, you have to be good first. And you have to work on that. And it's so hard because, you know, when you look at the way the learning curve works, uh, sort of that plateau or um, uh, adaptation stage lasts the longest. Embrace that. Absolutely, positively embrace it. Because the more you embrace it, the more you understand it, the better you're going to get. So, yeah, I want you to be great, but you got to get good first. That's all there is to it. So this is part of getting good. The reason that I'm going to be fairly uncompromising with this is because of the consequences of our sport. This is, I mean, could you imagine um, you miss a putt uh, and you break your wrist? You're late on a work deadline and you, now you have a broken tib-fib. So, I mean, I, I, hate to, I hate to put it in those terms, but we have to think about the consequences of our sport. Everybody thinks sort of about what the best scenario is. There's times where we need to think about what the worst scenario can be and how we're going to train and mitigate for that. So anyway, all right, how, does dirt bike, how do dirt bikes fit into that? Well, I'm going to tell you. 
we don't have access to tracks and we don't have access to all these perfect roads all the time, right? There's, there's all these different things that are going on. There's expense, there's time, logistics. So being able to, to train with something that is a lot more accessible, dirt bikes allow that to happen. The other point that I'm going to make on this is, you know, training on a dirt bike. Yeah, we're, we're going to train on something that has less grip, but people also have a tendency to get this, make this way too complicated. You, you don't necessarily need a brand new, you know, YZ450 to go out there and do these things. And in some ways, not that I'm not advocating that because I think everybody should have a dirt bike and go, you know, play with dirt bikes because they're, they're super fun. But we want to put ourselves in a position to be able to ride something and be able to approach the limits of whatever that is. And for the people that have never ridden an eight horsepower, whatever, TTR 125 or XR 100 or whatever it may be, you will be shocked at how scared you're going to be over eight horsepower. And this was, the reason I bring this up, this was a fairly common theme that I, am, I saw a lot over the summer. Working with riders, brand new BMW 1000 or year old BMW 1000 uh, or whatever the leader bike may be, and literally scared to ride it. Or riding it so horribly you know, from from poor technique and not respecting what that that bike uh, what that bike does. So it's easy to get into your over over your head with that. So you know, learning to ride something that is much um, slower and allows you to be able to ride it to the bike's limits that is going to this is going to make things oh gosh it's going to make your 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 life much more comfortable when it comes time uh, to to ride um, the bigger bikes. So. All right, dirt. First part of it is, yeah, we want to be able to train and practice in an environment where there's less grip. Um, there's less overall speed involved in most cases. And, you know, with that typically comes less risk. Yes, of course you can get hurt on a dirt bike. I certainly have. But overall, there's just a lot, a lot less uh, going on there. And of course, we we'll always want you to, to wear the right gear and, and practice all the, the, the proper safety protocols. It's fantastic exercise. I mean, it, it's just fantastic exercise. So whether you're riding motocross or trail riding or, you know, doing a thousand laps on a, on a, a little dirt track, oh my gosh, it's great exercise. You learn how to build feel, you learn new environments you know, and, and be able to do them quicker. And it's also a repetitive environment. And that's what really shortcuts the learning curve. The way that I got into this and the way that I, I teach my dirt schools was from experiencing the, at the Freddie Spencer School as an instructor, third day we would ride uh, dirt bikes. And yeah, I mean, part of it was that it was basically a Grand Prix for the instructors. The big takeaway was, is we put our road racing language or our, our track riding language into the dirt. So how we looked at an apex, how we looked at a reference point, how we looked at the slowest part of the corner, how all these different things, we just put them in a low grip environment. We were not teaching you how to be a dirt track rider. I am not teaching you how to be a dirt track rider. No, I'm teaching you how to be a better road racer, better track rider in, a, in a, an environment that has less grip and something that we can, that we can you know, spend all these laps um, training for. Let me give you some examples. We're going to go into some of the specifics of some of these other, um, each one of these uh, riding disciplines and, and talk about some of the things that you can do with those. Working with JD Beach, and I'm, I'm again blessed to work with some riders at the very, very sharp end of the sport. And with JD, 
480 would ride turn track and for, for they call it turn track and turn tracks where they ride 450s um, on basically a, a non motocross type of a track right it's got it's just a big flowing track it's got some uphills and downhills but basically there's no there's no jumping JD would text me in the morning he's gonna ride and say hey what am I working on today okay you're gonna work on this you're gonna work on that and uh, then end of the day we would we would check in a couple things happen with this one is one of the things that we're working on with JD was was some initial breaks and end of breaking and, and getting him just to you know take it to the next level with that. Even at his level of riding, and even though we've been talking about breaks for five years, it wasn't really until this summer that he was able to to intake this and and then be able to go execute what we're talking about with with proper initial brake pressure. But he did it in an environment that he could go practice, right? Because we just don't get that environment and, and practice. You're, you're not going to learn a new fundamental, you know, under pressure at, or, at, or a, at a Motor America weekend. This doesn't work. So he was able to play around with this a little bit and, and figure it out. And um, huge breakthrough uh, was, was in his initial breaks, uh, riding dirt this summer. The other thing that we did is, depending on when the race schedule was, was um, falling, I would have him pre-ride the race track that he was going to. So for instance, the entry of the carousel at Sonoma, we would, work, we would pick a corner on his track, we'd run it a different direction, whatever it may be, and we'd say, this is the carousel. Let's picture that, visualize that as a carousel. So when he got there, guess what? He's already done it. It's already done. He's already figured it out and he knows what he needs to do. Same thing with the chicane. We worked on the chicanes a lot. So when he got to the chicanes at Sonoma, done, they're already there. So we specifically put him in, okay, how's your, how's your initial breaks gonna be? Where do your eyes go? How does your core get tightened up? And when does it get tightened up for that particular environment? That's how we use it with those guys. Um, and, and of course, there's other things that we'll work on, we'll talk about in just a minute. So really great way of being able to train for your particular environment as well. So. The dirt schools that I do, you know, the first thing that we're, we're really going to think about with, with those schools is, and we typically will hold them on an oval, or we'll do a very, very small turn track, is the official, the, the main part of it for most of the riders being able to feel traction and, and be able to then, then manipulate traction. Notice what I said, feel traction, then manipulate traction. So we'll do specific drills so they learn some feel. We'll do braking drills in the dirt to find out when the front tire locks up. And you'll be shocked at how much grip it actually has by applying the brakes correctly. So we'll work on that. And then of course, it's being able to manipulate the grip as well. And then we'll go into, dr we'll go into drills. The drills are really, really fun. And the way that the drills will work is we do them same way as, as we would do them, you know, going through my objectives and going through my order of the sport. We start with direction. What does direction look like? And we talk about apexes, how to define apexes. And then we, of course, start looking at reference points. Um, we look at the slope point of the corner. And we can start working on our motor controls, initial brakes. We actually do some drills as well as we, we actually add brake pressure at tip-in, add brake pressure at tip-in. So we can start to go back to feeling what that grip is like, feeling what the front tire is working is like. And then again, starting to manipulate, um, uh, manipulate uh, grip. Of course, we'll work on some things with the initial throttle and, you know, being able to stab the throttle on eight horsepower. Yeah, you can get away with it. 
yeah, except for when there's no grip or you're leaned over and then you'll be shocked at how crazy slow the initial throttle has to be. So we'll work on that. We'll work also a lot on eye timing, put out some very specific reference points that have to be identified. And then we really get into the brake timing. We'll make big entry corners, big exit corners. All of this comes back and that's what equals feel and direction, right? All those different things. And this is all done on an oval, a little oval with a 15 or 14 second lap time. All of this can be done there. So it doesn't take a crazy environment on an eight horsepower bike to, to make this happen. Again, it's just a pretty cool um, training environment. And then from there, you're like, okay, well, great. I don't have an XR100. Uh, I don't have an oval track or a dirt track. What do I do? I, I can go trail riding. Man, there's so many different things you can do with trail riding. Cool thing with, with trail riding, I'll give you an example, was um, also one of the other Kentucky boys, Jake Lewis, super bike rider. Jake and also JD and Nick, I think Nick McFadden as well, they, they do a bunch of uh, hair scrambles on the off-season. Great exercise. Of course, these guys are, are very, very quick. But one of the biggest comments they had over these long races was that is being able to use their eyes better. Because you're not pre-running courses. You don't know the track, right? So you don't know. So being able to use your eyes, and especially being able to use your eyes as the race wears on and, and you get tired, so something that they worked on was there. Also, as soon as they used too much arms, th then of course their arms would get fragged and they had to go back to, to lower body. So even in, in trail riding, man, you can learn a new environment. You can use your eyes. You can establish direction. Your initial point of the, your initial brake usage, your end of brake usage, your initial throttle, um, your uh, outside thigh for core engagement. It's all there. It's all there. So trail riding, you can do this. Very much same the same with motocross, um, except that you get to run uh, uh, laps and you get used to your environment. Entry corner, exit corner, um, where's the slow point? Inside line, out. I mean, you can do all these different things, all, all with track riding or road racing verbiage. That, that's pretty much it. And of course, motocross, I, uh, for road racers, I definitely don't, um, I'm not a fan of motocross, um, no air. Uh, kind of hard for some of these guys, but um, we see more injuries, more injuries with, with guys getting um, caught out uh, with air. Yeah, I know it's fun. Yeah, you have, may have a motocross background, but man, we see more careers screwed up with catching air. So my two cents there. Boy, even trials. We look at trials, man, reference points, motor controls, ba you know, balance. It's all right there. The speed's not even involved in there, but there's so much that goes on with there. Your, your body and your core engagement and, and how you use your feet. Oh, all there. Even same thing with Supermoto. I love Supermoto. Super fun. Uh, Supermoto is really good for uh, all those things that I talked about um, with, you know, brake pressure and, and throttle and exits and reference points and uh, all those different, all those different things. But Supermoto, I found, has a tendency to make, uh, make you a little bit lazy. Uh, and so I'm a big fan. Uh, we've started a couple years ago now. Instead of riding Supermoto bikes on, say, go-kart tracks, we're riding like a Ninja 300 or an R3. And now the reason being is that you're replicating the same body movements. And that also is something that helps shortcut time uh, when you get to the road race bike. So it's easy to get pretty lazy with a supermoto bike. I've ridden them a bunch, and I know I certainly get that way as well. So, all right, dirt bikes, get one, ride it. 
and start putting yourself in a position to to learn some of these things and and realize that what we're trying to accomplish with a dirt bike is enhance our sense of grip right feeling traction being being able to manipulate traction and it's such a great learning curve for that the other thing that it can do is again is we put ourselves in a position to either say do dirt track we have all those different references that we looked into uh, that we can work on and it literally becomes limitless you know, front brake only, rear brake, feet up, uh, all those different things that start to get into that. And it is just one of the best ways to shortcut your learning curve for a very deliberate thing. You want to get good at front end feel? Go work on front end, your brake pressure at turn in on the dirt track. Do it 10,000 times and then see where that ends up taking you. Slowest point of the corner. You want to understand slowest point of the corner? Work on slowest point of the corner. And here you get to be able to do it every six seconds on a little oval, so makes a big difference there. So I'm just a big a big fan of um, the dirt bikes and, and what they're able to accomplish um, for our road riding. And regardless of what environment you're in or what discipline you're in, man, you can, you can take advantage of uh, all these things and uh, take you to the next level uh, in your track riding. So there you go. Copyright 2018, Ken Hill Coaching, all rights reserved.